and all those who are watching uh, FC Local tonight or in catch up throughout the week. We are so pleased to have you with us tonight. Um, you're coming from live from the uh, Gospel Office and um, it's just great to be with you again tonight. And I trust that the Word of God will just rest upon your life tonight as you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life and into, into your days, your days ahead. Uh, whilst we're waiting for a few people to gather with us, just want to share uh, a couple of thoughts, really, what we're going to be doing this coming Sunday on our Zoom meeting on uh, this coming Sunday morning. Uh, we this this Sunday is uh, this coming Sunday is Bible Sunday, and uh, I encourage everyone on Zoom this morning to bring their Bible, whether it's uh, the, a special Bible that was presented to them, something that perhaps was handed down to them, um, something that perhaps they picked up, and that was the Bible which led them to the Lord. You bring your Bible, the Bible that is special or has a special place or a special meaning in your heart. Bring that with you uh, for our Zoom meeting next Sunday morning. And uh, we're just going to have a great time of being able to share together those thoughts. And uh, I just trust that uh, you, you can join us. If you've not been with us on a Sunday morning, uh, we're just having a great time of fellowship. Sometimes, you know, 40, 30, 40, 50 people uh, with us. And it would just be so good to have you join us as well. Um, so that's probably long enough for people to have gathered. Um, yep. Brilliant. Okay, let's pray and uh, then we'll open up the word. Father, I thank you that your word is a light to our path. I thank you, Father, that it is a roadmap to our life. It is a love letter from your heart to ours. And Father, it is the way, the truth and the life. I thank you, Father, that your word is spirit and it is life. It is a logos, the written word, but it's also a rhema, the living word. And I pray, Lord, that tonight we will receive from you a rhema, a living word into our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you illuminate your word and drop it into the, heart, into the ground of our heart tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. Great to have you here. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the fruit of the Spirit from the book of Galatians, chapter 5, uh, verse 22, verse 23. And this is an opportunity for you and me to grow and to have a greater understanding and to outwork these fruit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives so that, that we become more Christ-like. Remember, we've talked about that Jesus is divine. And we are the branches. It's the branches that produce fruit, which is the fruit of the Spirit. But they come through the vine, through Jesus Christ himself. And uh, this gives us the ability to, to walk in these things. So let's, over the last few weeks, last three weeks, we've been looking at love, joy, peace. Tonight is all about patience and um, what that really means in our hearts and our lives. And I've got a couple of stories to tell you. Uh, as we go through but let's first look in the scripture if you've got your bible that'd be great notepad pen um, make sure you take some notes uh, that way you can share it in connect groups or perhaps um, refer back to it in the week that would be great so galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 says this but the fruit produced by the holy spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy, 
that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or goodness, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit, which is self-control. Never set the law above these qualities before they are meant to be limitless. So, you know, when if you depending on the translation of the Bible that you have, um, that word patience may be interpreted in several different ways. Um, different translations call it long suffering or good heartedness or perseverance um, or forbearance. Now, there's a word that you don't really hear too often these days forbearance not the ability to wait but how we act while we're waiting and I believe that's a real key thought to this word of the fruit of the spirit called patience now I'm going to share with you a Greek word and I'm trusting that as I speak this Greek word over your life um, a few times over tonight it will just drop down in your heart and in moments where you could be impatient, in moments where perhaps um, you get a bit irritable or a bit frustrated or um, you'd want to give someone a piece of your mind, um, this Greek word will just hit you between the eyes and you'll remember it. Because at times we all struggle to be patient or to allow patience to have its work in our lives. And um, because we struggle, because we sometimes forget, you know, that could be at the traffic lights, that could be waiting for an appointment, that could be moments of frustration, maybe your husband or your wife says something, and, and you just get frustrated or agitated, maybe someone at work says something. It's about having patience. This word is macrothumia. Now, it's quite a long Greek word, macro. Thumia, and it means endurance or steadfastness or perseverance. Again, forbearance, long-suffering, or a slowness in avenging wrongs. Now, that's really important. See, the Greek word macro, now you may have heard of macro, macro as in the superstore. If you've ever been in macro, you know it's not just like your little corner shop. It is a big store. So that's what the word macro means. It means large or long. And the root word for themus means temper. And you put those two words together and you've got patience or, or this, this word for patience, which is um, macrothemia, is actually long-tempered opposed to that of being short-tempered. Now you hear many people turn around and say, oh, they got a short temper, haven't they? But actually, as Christians, we should be known for having a long temper, a long temperament, where it takes a long time for us to respond or react in a negative way. Now, before we get into that side of things, um, if you're looking at this word patience from a if you like a normal, traditional, I need to be more patient with that person or I need to be more patient uh, when I'm uh, in, in a traffic jam. I want us to have a look at what the traditional thought of this word called patience is. Why? Because I believe we all live with a certain amount of impatience in our life. Now, <clears throat> I said this morning I'll probably share a couple of thoughts. Well, I, I happen to be driving with Jane and with Sam 
Uh, on Saturday, we were driving home from Fairham. We were just past the viaduct. We were heading towards the uh, the roundabout to come home back into Gosport. And as you approach the roundabout, you can clearly see if there's any cars coming around the corner. There was no cars coming around the corner. No one was indicating the cars that were coming the other way were going at some speed. So I just proceeded to go across the roundabout. As I decided that I was going to go across the roundabout, a car decided he must be going 40, 30, 40 miles an hour around the roundabout without his indicator on. I had to slam on my brakes and stop. Jane's coffee went over her legs. Everything in the back just moved forward. We missed the car, thankfully. But there was something that rose up on the inside of me that thought, I'm not going to let you off the hook. So he drove off at speed and I drove off after him, flashing my lights um, and, and feeling rather aggravated on the inside. And I can hear Jane saying to me, you need to calm down, Jeff. All I wanted to do is catch up with the guy and just let him know what, um, an, uh, um, uh, uh, um, what would be the word, the correct word, a silly driver and how he could have caused an accident, not only for me, but the car that was behind me, who also had to slam on their brakes and that he needs to drive more carefully. So James encouraged me to be more patient and I'm deciding to go with what I'm feeling on the inside, that inner man, that that I I want to I want to tell him what a, uh, a rubbish driver he is, and so I drive up right behind him, and we're driving along, and he's swerving all over the place, and I'm just getting more and more frustrated. So I'm flashing my lights, wanting to feel like I need to calm myself down on the inside, and then he decides to pull off the side of the road, and I thought, right here we go, gonna toot him now. And as I did, he jumped out of his car, or partly out of his car. I was thinking, oh no, I didn't really want a confrontation. And thankfully the cars moved forward and I was able to get away from the, the, the angry little man in the car. So I, like everybody else, we all need to develop or allow the fruit of the spirit called patience to have its perfect work. Sometimes we can allow patience to have a partial work, but that's not what the Bible says. It says, let patience have its perfect work. Now, in this, we need to allow, there's a natural patience, but there's also this spiritual forbearance, this spiritual ability to, to allow this long burning or this long temperedness in our life. And we've all got to walk toward being long-tempered rather than being short-tempered. So I remember this moment in my life when I knew, I absolutely knew that there was a call of God upon my life. It was absolutely the last thing I ever thought I, I would do. It's the last thing on my radar. It was, I had no ability I had no understanding, but I suddenly, I was at the top of Sedgley Grove in, in, in Elson. Uh, I was a postman and I, I just knew at that moment, God called me to the ministry. The funny thing is, because there was this, this zeal, this inner burning, this absolute natural desire in my heart. Guess what? I thought the following week I was going to be the pastor of the church, that, that everything would suddenly 
turn and change and I was going to be positioned as the pastor. Well, there was a lot that God needed to do in my life. He called me, but there was a journey yet to be done. And very often that's how it is in our lives. That's why patience is so vitally important. God may call us to do something. He may bring you into a situation. But we need to allow patience to outwork itself in our life. See, God's timing is always perfect. I thought it should have happened within the week. But God took 11 years of patiently dealing with me until I could get to the place where he could use me in a pastoral setting so that I wouldn't be a burden on people or I wouldn't make so many mistakes and that he could use me in the way he wanted to. Listen to this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven. Now, if we trust the word of God and we say, yeah, OK, I believe that. It's so wrong that when we try and run ahead of God, it's like, again, Pastor Andy saying this morning, if you're going to walk with lions, you've got to walk at their pace behind the leader and follow the leader. And we have a tendency to be impatient and try and get ahead of ourselves or ahead of what God is doing at any given time. But here it says, everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven. Now, clearly, after 11 years of waiting, God knocking off a few rough edges of my life, building who he is in my in my life so that I, I don't implode, explode or cause others to, to, to be damaged along the way. He was working on me to position me at the right time. But so often it's in those moments of delay. It's in those moments of waiting. It's in those moments when we we don't understand the next part of the journey that we can get disillusioned and discouraged but I really want to encourage you, church, that in those moments, we, we put our trust in God, knowing that he knows the end from the beginning. He knows how to get us to the position that he wants us and that we completely trust him in the journey. Listen to this. James, um, James gives us this advice and, and I've, I've quoted it already. It says this in James chapter one, verse four. Let me read it from here in my Bible. It says this, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Let patience, let that that forbearing, long suffering, that journey of, of waiting on God, they who wait upon the Lord, That is so important for us to do in these moments. But let patience have its perfect work. Don't try and run ahead of God. Don't try and run ahead of yourself. Don't try and position yourself, but allow patience to have its perfect work. Why? Because that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking nothing. 
See, when we wait for God's timing, and God's timing is perfect, we won't be lacking any good thing. And it's so important that we wait, that we journey at his pace for our lives. See, to fully understand what the fruit of the Spirit called patience or long-suffering is, we don't need to look any further, really, than who Jesus was and how he lived his life. See, to walk in macrothumia is the capacity to be wronged time and time again and yet not respond or react. It's really important. See, see when, when, when someone speaks badly or negatively or puts us in a bad light in front of others, it's so easy to want to try and justify yourself. I've done that, and I'm sure many of you have also done that. But actually, to walk in this word macrothumia, or to walk in the patience of the Holy Spirit, we don't return, or we don't revile, or we don't get our own back. See, Jesus, he literally embodied this truth, and he demonstrated it before others. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, we read these words. While being reviled and insulted, he did not revile or insult in return. While suffering, he made no threats of vengeance, but he kept trusting, entrusting himself to him who judges fairly. I think it's an incredible picture. See, Jesus, he could have called 10,000 angels down. He could, have, he could have dealt with the natural side of things. He had the power and authority of heaven upon his life. And yet he knew that there needed to be a, a journey that he completed, not bypassed, not got round in some other way. He needed to allow perf patience and that heart of God in his life to outwork itself. Not, not when they were beating on him and, and, and ridiculing him and reviling against him. The Bible says he was like a lamb led to the slaughter and he opened not his mouth. I guess we could all learn a, a, a massive lesson in that, in our walk, in our life. It's so easy to defend our corner. And yeah, I, I, I've done that. I've even done it recently where I've tried to justify what I've done or how I've helped or how I've been a part uh, of that support network. I realise that sometimes us trying to justify ourselves we don't have to justify ourselves before men. But our Father in heaven sees what we do, not only outwardly, but he sees what we do in secret as well. We all have the ability to walk in this fruit of the Spirit called patience. We all have the ability to walk with long-temperedness. But it does go against human nature. It does go against that internal, natural wiring. And therefore, we need to decide, are we going to lean to our soul, our mind, will and emotions, that character, that, that, that inward being that 
um, as being the driving force of our natural life? Or do we lean to the things of the spirit and say, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Do we lean to the things of the spirit and we say, Lord, I thank you that that you give me patience. And that if I if I lean towards patience in this situation, it will have its perfect work. You know, people can be really strange. And some of the comments that I get on on uh, email at times over the over the years, it's like, what, what, you, what are you doing that for? Why are you saying those things? What, what, what's your beef in this? And sometimes I've responded to those and I've tried to do it in a polite way. Sometimes it's, it's perhaps just saying it how it is and you learn to regret and, and, and wish you'd never done so. But we need to let patience have its perfect work. Macrothumia means the ability to hold one's feelings in restraint and bear up under the oversight and wrongs afflicted by others without retaliating. That's so hard to do, isn't it? You know, you, you, the natural thing is I want to justify. I want to give you reasons why. I want to, I want to show you what I do in the midst of these situations. But the Bible says it's the ability to hold one's feelings in restraint. To, even though you may be wrongly afflicted, but you don't respond in a negative way. See, when the Apostle Paul was teaching um, in the church of Coloss uh, Corinth, he was talking about the characteristics of God's love. And we read these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 4, it says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous. And it just keeps on going, telling us the characteristics of this incredible love that God has for us. But it starts by saying God is patient. He is macrothumio. He is long burning. It's like he's got a He's got a, a long wick in the candle and it's not quickly burnt out. He's long suffering with the mistakes that we make. And he keeps on allowing us to keep coming back to him. No matter what the mistakes are, no matter how many times we come back, he is long suffering with us. I don't know about you, but I'm so pleased that God is long suffering, that he continually is patient with us in our lives, those mistakes that we make, the words that we use, the, the attitude that we have, the people that we upset. God is long-suffering. But we need to deal with our heart in that journey as well. We need to allow the fruit of the Spirit to well up from within. See, that moment of salvation, that moment of, of giving our life to God should bring such an amazing transformation in our life. You see, we all, once we've received Jesus Christ in our heart and we have the Holy Spirit living within, we have all the fruit that we need in our lives. We have a choice whether we lean toward God or we lean towards our flesh. That's the only thing. If we lean to our flesh of the flesh, we will behave. If we lean according to the spirit of the spirit, we will then behave. It comes down to this thing called choice. 
Choose you this day who you will serve. Choose you how you will behave. Our lives should be characterised by macrothumia. <laughs> I can't say it now. Macrothumia as the fruit of the Spirit should have ascendancy in our life. Let the well of the Holy Spirit spring up, O oh well. Spring up that when we need the fruit of patience, when we need the fruit of joy, when we need the fruit of love, when we need the fruit of peace, well up, O oh spring, and let it overflow in my life. Here's a simple litmus test to see whether or how well this fruit is developed in our life. People with an undeveloped patience have a tendency to be temperamental, prone to being irritable or bad-tempered, or they lose their patience and they lose their cool. You can see that in marriages and families. You can see it in friends and neighbourhoods and colleagues at work. But you also can see that in the church at times. On the flip side, with long-suffering as a well-developed fruit in our life, we have control. We won't, excuse me, we won't overreact. We'll stay calm no matter what the situation we're facing. I think it's really important that we understand this fruit is not just something that we work up on the inside. This fruit is what we allow to, to, to be developed in our life so that we can draw on it in any given moment. Like the man who cut me up, I had a choice. I could lean to the spirit or I could lean to the flesh. Unfortunately, for that moment in time, I lent to my flesh and my flesh wanted to have its own way. But I thank the Lord that I felt the leading of his spirit and the encouraging from my wife to calm down and allow patience to have his perfect work. Listen to this. Each of us have the ability to draw on the things of the Spirit. In Colossians chapter 3, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, this is talking about me and you. You know, he may, Paul may have been talking to the church at Colossae, but he's also talking to us and he's saying, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. That's you and me. He's saying, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. And if anyone's got a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. I, I, I love this. You know, Paul is teaching us here Something very important. He says, put on. Put on. Dress. Prepare yourself. Why? Because sometimes these things don't just come naturally or easily when we are allowing our flesh to have ascendancy rather than their spirit. He's saying, put it on. Put on these things. That word uh, in the Greek is enduo. And in New Testament times, it was the word used for putting on of a garment or a piece of clothing. So every day, think of it this way. Every day when you wake up in the morning, 
You have a choice of clothes of what you want to wear for the day ahead. You may like your clothes to match. You may like them to be colour coordinated. You may be just a random individual and um, you just mix and match. You see some people walking down the road and you think, I'm not quite sure where their dress sense is, but if it works for them, that's fine. You may be one of those who has a random choice. But having selected the clothes that you're going to wear for the day, whether that's from the floor drobe or the wardrobe, you then have to wear them. You have to put them on. Just as Paul is encouraging us, put on tender mercies, put on long suffering, put on kindness. We need to put on the clothes that we're going to wear for the day ahead. And Paul is saying here, I want you to put on forbearing, patience, long burning, compassionate towards other people. He's saying you have a choice. We have a choice whether we choose to do what's right or we don't. As simply as putting on the clothes that we're going to wear on the day ahead. You choose what you're going to wear. You can choose to operate in the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Walking with macrothemia or long-suffering is as much a choice as it is for us to wear clothes. I had a choice. I could either get frustrated with the driver or I could let patience have its perfect work. I could get upset with the accusations and and frustrations or I can be long-suffering and not respond to them. Can you see this is the way in which we're meant to live. If you don't choose to put on this fruit you won't walk in patience. You won't walk in forbearing or long burning. You'll continue to be irritated, frustrated, um, short tempered. But if we put on the fruit of the spirit called patience, we can walk through life and seemingly anything and everything that is thrown our way will not cause us to be sidetracked. But we'll just keep on going and keep on going until patience has had its perfect work in our life. Guess what? We'll be more tolerant with others. We'll be more peaceful within ourselves. And we'll be a lot more loving and patient towards those that we love and care for in our lives. I wonder today, do you need to be more patient? Do you need to be more long-burning in how you respond to those around you. It's my prayer tonight that as we've heard these words and that we all look and see, yes, we do make mistakes along the way, but our prayer is, Lord, let patience have its perfect work in our lives. Let macrothemia have its perfect way so that I am long-tempered rather than short-tempered. I pray, I want to pray for you right now, that the Holy Spirit will quicken this into your heart. And that first thing tomorrow morning when you wake up and you're putting on your clothes, you think of this word, macrothemia, and you remember that today you're putting on patience. You're putting on long-burning. You're putting on this thing called 
forbearing with others so that you don't get caught up in the flesh of your life, but you allow the Holy Spirit to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit that will cause you to walk and be mature in the patience that he's given us. Let me pray. Father, I pray for each one here tonight that is listening and watching. Lord, that we would walk with a greater degree of patience in our life. Lord, that we would walk with macrothemia, a long burning, with real forbearance, suffering long with those around us. For husbands and wives that perhaps have, have struggled with each other recently, Father, I pray peace in their home and a forbearing, a long bearing with each other, that patience will have its perfect work in their life, that they would be complete and lacking nothing. Father, we just release your word over your people tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be watching tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never given your life to him. He died for you. He cares for you. He gave his life so that you could find life. Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That you would know God, that you would have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, can I encourage you to, to send an email to me and we can communicate and connect. And um, you know that way we can just keep you updated. And we've got a gift that we could send out to you to introduce you to the Jesus that we know. If you email me at jeff, G-E-O-F-F dot wood at family dot church, then we can put you in contact with the church near you or uh, some information that will help you on that journey. God bless you all. Have a great rest of the evening and an amazing week ahead as you allow macrothemia to outwork itself in your life. God bless you all. Take care. Bye-bye.